0: Hello. Welcome to a new episode of Building a Leadership Mindset. I'm your host, Nikki C. Thank you so much for continuing to listen in. I have an amazing, amazing guest today. Her name is Miss Linda Joyce. She is a powerhouse planting seeds for fruitful crops, carrying a captivating smile. She's An atmosphere changer, a believer, a prayer, a mother of two, and a grandmother of one. Her confidence and purple hair demands attention when she enters the room. Linda's first and middle names mean beautiful joy. Her skills and talents extend to a playwriter, educator, youth event planner, best-selling pub Published author, advocate against bullying, a life coach, and a double winner of Christian literature. She was born to be a light to this dark world. Linda is a gift that keeps on giving. She is radiant, a creative woman that loves God, music, and the arts. Miss Linda uses her knowledge, experience, writing, musical gifts, and education to the arts for personal development. For youth and young adults, her theory is turning her pain into purpose, especially for those dealing with depression, esteem challenges, suicidal thoughts, and other life-changing drama. Miss Linda again began writing at the young age of 11. She journals and has written over 30 stories, 90 children, adult plays. Her purpose is to share lessons, encourage, empower others to step out of their security boxes to help guide others. Her life story proves no matter how low you get, God can pull you out of that pit. Thank you so much, Linda. It's an honor to have you here. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for accepting the invitation and also wanting to be a part of the Baum family. How are you?
1: I'm doing it. wonderful. I am doing wonderful. It's a good day to be in the neighborhood. So I'm just grateful to be here. I thank you for the opportunity. And all of what you read is truth. And sometimes when I hear it, I'd be like, who is that?
0: <laughs> yes, don't we all? It's it's funny when when we put these things together because you know they ask us for their bio when we're doing these things, and it's hard for us to talk about ourselves. But when it's put on paper mm. and someone reads that back to you, you kind of remember everything that you actually put out there because sometimes we don't give us ourselves enough credit for you know doing the things, and sometimes those things come from our hearts from just being servant leaders and giving back. Um, So thank you so much for putting in everything that you put in the time, the blood, the sweat, the tears for you to make a difference at, in the lives of the people that you have touched. So we're going to just go right into it. The purple hair. What Mm -hmm. statement is that? I love it. I love it. You know, people are definitely making statements, but this is very um, close to your heart. So I would love for you to share that.
1: Um, well, first of all, purple is not my favorite color. Gray is. Mm -hmm. But I have been said that I play in the Crayola box because I've changed my hair so many different colors. I don't do it. My stylist does. And being that she's friends, you know, she kind of knows me and we got to know each other. And um I wanted everything new. I didn't want none of the old stuff. I cleaned out my closet of a lot of clothes. I even got rid of my old piano and just wanted everything starting new. First time I ever prayed, and you said that I am a, I am a believer, I am a Christian. First time I ever prayed and asked the Lord, "What color do you want me to change my hair to?" And I heard purple. So I had her to color my hair purple, it's going on three years now that my hair has been purple. Um, it's a way to open people up to me. A lot of people in this world like the color purple. So I see that it ministers to other people. It gives them the opportunity to feel warm, or even to a point where they will open up and say, and I mean all different types uh community, people in the community, people that are homeless and living on the street. I used to be a Lyft driver. People would get in my car. A little girl got in my car. As a model, my hair is purple. So gives the opportunity a lot of times that people say, oh, your hair is beautiful. Well, it is my crown. And that's what is said in the Bible, that it's a woman's crown. So it stands out. And people will say to me, Oh, I like your hair. So then that goes on more conversation. Then I'll they'll tell me some things. I went to Vegas and a young lady told me that she appreciated because she had just lost her mother. And her mother's favorite color was purple. Aww. So she opened up and had a chance to talk to me about her mom. And basically, you know, just opening up, giving people the opportunity to release some things. So mm-hmm. I, fe- I see now more and more why the Lord, and it ain't just about the meaning of royalty, because it does mean royalty, but it also means creativity, magical, mysterious, um, wealth, and all of those are me, so God know what he's doing, we just gotta trust it and listen, you know what I'm saying? Yes, I love it, thank you so much for sharing
0: that, I was intrigued, this is why I love bringing people on the show to kind of share and we're all different uniquely you know blessed by you know the gifts that he has given us so thank you so much for sharing that so I'm going to just go back a little bit because you've been writing since you were 11 years old is there anything that you want to share you know how that came about And what led you to the screenplays and all these other things that you have been putting together throughout your life and your
1: passion for it? Um, I started writing because I was on punishment. My mother sent me to my room. And this is what I remember. My mother sent me to my room. I was always doing stuff. I was always creative, but not knowing that I was being creative. Um, The talents and gifts that I have now... I see to look back, I'll be 62 next month. And just looking back at my life, I see God has been setting me up to now. Um, Being in my room just didn't like my life, was very sad. Um, I am the youngest of seven, so I was always by myself. But my siblings are 12 years plus older than I am. So I most of the time ain't had nobody to play with. So I would be in my room on punishment and I started making up my story. I was mad at my mom. I would have another mother. So I would met, you know, make another world. And then I was a dreamer, too. So a lot of my dreams I turned into stories and movies, um, having a different mother. I have a different father. I didn't like being a girl. So sometimes I would write stories as a male because I feel like, you know, males get a whole bunch of girlfriends and stuff like that. A lot of love where the girls were being ignored. So, you know, I started writing things in play form, not knowing that writing has different ways of form. You have screenplays that's written different. When you write a play, that's a different format. When you write a story, it was a different format, but I was always writing things in play form, but it was a story. Mm-hmm. I did poems, but I didn't like them too much, but that was the way I actually first, you know, started writing was with poems. And I just enjoyed the arts, learning that I could create my own fantasy of stories. And I used to write about romance. I guess I was always a romantic, but I was fresh. I'll be honest about it. I was fresh. So sex was very intriguing to me. So, and I guess maybe because I was molested too. So that might have something to do with it as well. So I was always writing stories about somebody being in love. Mm. And I just liked the way I could make a, a male take care of a woman. And I just thought to me that was a beautiful thing to see people in love, but then again, they were never married. They was ever mm. doing whatever they wanted to do. So the story that I have coming out now, secrets, used to be called Secrets of an Angel. I wrote that story just being published this year. 35 years ago. My son is 34 and it was written before he was born and he's my oldest child and it's just coming out. And God actually showed me how in later years as a process, see, we don't always know and expect things to be right. We do expect things to be right away, but it's not always that way. A lot of things are a process and my writing was a process. And basically, um, That story changed. It later showed that, yes, we make mistakes, but God still uses us regardless of whether we make mistakes or not, you know, and that's my writing basically has grown and changed. I never went to school for it, but I've had classes like creative um, stories, you know, taught me how to take a prop and make a whole story out of it. And I look back at my writing now. I'd be like, "Girl, you can write. That is your thing." <laughs> I love Nobody that. take that exactly. away from you. They yeah. might can take a lot of stuff. And I got so many stories that I have written didn't finish. Some of my stories got thrown away because I have a husband who's deaf, and he didn't know that a box of my stuff when we was moving was books that I had written, and I couldn't find it when we got to the next house. And I said. <clears throat> excuse me. I said, where's my books? He didn't know they were books. He thought it was trash. Oh,
0: wow. wow.
1: And all of that is going, some of it, I don't even remember what it was, but it wasn't all of it. I have a lot of stories that I still have. So some of them will be out within, if not this year, next year, because I have a whole lot of them that's on my laptop. Oh,
0: beautiful. I I love writing. Um. I, I'm not, you know, being a first time author, I know what it is. Like I've written stuff in the past and but I've never really went like further than however many words, 10,000 words or anything like that. But this process has been amazing. So I can just imagine, When you go into your little worlds and you just are just a creative nature that you are producing these things, whether it be in different genres and whether it be from a painful place or a happy place or you know just a loving place there can be many different ways no matter what place that is if there's a story in you it has to be told so i'm glad that you have uh put things out there and i want to touch base also on um your that you um you're a huge advocate for bullying and that that really drew me into you cuz i have my son for a few years in his early days in school had some issues with bullying and it just broke my heart as a mom to actually, you know, see that happen. And, you know, my son has such a caring heart and, you know, even though, you know, you're always teaching them like, hey, you should stand up for yourself. You should have confidence. You know, you're not there. You don't know what they say, what they do. Can you just shed a light on, you know, what you experienced, what you've seen in that world? Did it happen to you and how you overcame it and how do you help others do it as well?
1: Um, I grew up being bullied. That is true. Um, I used to get teased a lot and I never liked fighting. And I'm not saying I was a lover, what people say, you know, I didn't like it because I never liked seeing people be mean to each other. And people were mean to me and sometimes they would follow me home. Um, And even in the neighborhood, I got bullied, but I didn't get bullied often by a lot of people. I usually was one person. And um, I didn't like that. I didn't like to fight. I could tell you off in a minute, cuss you out, even use my eyes and stuff like that and give you a dirty look. But as far as that physical thing, I never really liked it. So one day, older, um, I was in my restroom reading and it just hit me reading this article about how this boy was being treated. And from that time on, I use my production company, which is the vision, to open up awareness. And what I did was I would have an event every year of young people spotlighting their talents and gifts, giving them a chance to help them build their self-esteem. Because I believe that's really some of the key is character building in the child, both children actually, because people. Are very upset with the bully, but the bully is suffering too. Yeah. He's doing this for a reason. Most of the time, he's angry. He's hurting, so this is the way he lashes out. So I believe to avoid a issue is to get to the root. I try my best to do that show, and I haven't been able to do it since the pandemic. But I also brought in speakers, you know, educators and um, people of the cloth even children and families who have been affected to let people know this is serious. Anytime people want to commit suicide and die, I don't know where it came from that life is not important. Mm -hmm. It's precious. It's very precious. And to think that there's no value to it, So I'm still trying to figure out exactly, and I've been talking about it a lot lately um, because I really feel a need that to go into the schools, to uh, talk to people, talk to adults, talk to educators, talk to the children. I worked on a journal a lot and I decided to create a journal. And it has questions in there to teach young preteens and teenagers and possibly even college students um, how to express certain things that they're feeling, to write it out, to, to learn, teach them how to trust. A lot of kids don't wanna say nothing because they're embarrassed and kids have told them you better not snitch or they tease them. Yeah. It's so broad it's such a broad problem and it's become even broader because you got cyberbullying i got on um used to do first facebook lives and i would read a book about bullying and express and read this book that call which is called bullying And it would talk about the different things, you know, the bystanders who says nothing, just watches, that they're just as bad. And then you have the person who's being bullied. Then you have the person that is the person bullying. It comes in so many different characters Mm -hmm. and characteristics. And I get upset when people say, oh, it ain't no big deal. You know, kids will be kids. It ain't like it used to be, Nikki. It ain't like it used to be, you know, sometimes they would just tease us and maybe continue because I got teased when I was in middle school, practically the whole year in seventh grade. And I said, if I don't pass and go to high school, I'm going to kill myself. And many times I did try to kill myself. That's another subject. But I am wanting to do is to interview people like you who is a parent what they're experiencing, so I can learn how to write this program. An effective program is what I want, to be able to go into the schools and said, hey, children, students, there is a way. And what is that way? Yes, absolutely. And it has to, oh. it has to be created. I don't want to just throw something together and it doesn't work. Yeah, I'm really, absolutely so you know, whenever you get that,
0: whenever you get that started, definitely you know you can count me in I'll give you my gist on it because I'm taking building a leadership mindset to the youth as well more on a business level but those mm-hmm. are things that they have to confront before they even get to start building out what their future is going to be. So I would love to tag team on you with that. That's absolutely amazing. That's an open door. But yeah, let's find other mothers that, you know, we just have to look, find that community um, Mm -hmm. so that we can get that word out there. And I love that you talked about, I don't want to discount um, the fact that we are always talking about the person being bullied, but we never talk about the person doing the bullying and they have it just as bad because we don't know what is starting that. So thank you for putting that out to our listeners. That's amazing. But you also mentioned that you uh, created a play um, through your vision production company and you have uh, something new coming out called behind the keys about mental health and substance abuse, which, you know, can be part of, the bullying process, that's probably where it starts um, or even where it ends, which is sad for, you know, either party. So can you talk to us about that? What you know, what did that how did that come about? And uh-huh. when is that going to be shared and all that good stuff?
1: Well, it's it's been done three times. OK. And the last time before the pandemic, we did it in a theater and my son was in it, who is my assistant director. I wanted to write about the stuff that goes on that nobody wants to talk about. Mm. And it was to church people. How we have the answers, but we're covering up Mm. things and. Uh, My main character was had mental health and he also um, in the door and he also had a, a drinking problem. But all of these things were triggered because he was molested as a kid. So he had bad dreams. He had alternative lifestyle. He was in love with a guy. And the preacher was making him marry this girl to cover up the fact that he was homosexual. Mm -hmm. He was also a musician. So they was paying him to be a musician and getting all this money to come into church. Mind you, this guy is drinking and he's dealing with all of these issues, but that part is being ignored. Mm -hmm. They didn't care about the fact that he was having a problem. Mind you, we call these different spirits and stuff, demons. So he had two demons and what I wrote in the play that these demons could be seen. So we actually had demons that could be seen and they talked. Mm. So they were showing how they were manipulating this guy, but nobody could see these demons, but the audience. So the people in the play did not know that there was demons and my son was was one of the demons and he's funny. So some of the things he made and did were comical. So we drew in audiences through music, through singing, through dance, through acting, with a message that would bring awareness. And a lot of times, this is what my material is about, is taking the wool off of people's eyes and bring awareness to situations. I am led By the Lord, by the Holy Spirit, however you want to call it. But this is where I know it comes from. To write things that people need to hear. And that maybe somebody else is too afraid to address. And I'm not. And basically, it was like a blockbuster, especially with, I'm not saying this because he's my son, but because he's so creative. I think he probably got it from his mother, whoever she is, but he is phenomenal. So him and this girl who was also, when she did her audition, I didn't know she was acting. I thought she was for real. And she came in like this person who was going through depression and all of a sudden she bust out crying. My son knew, my daughter knew, I was oblivious. They get it. But that's how good she was. And she was his partner in this play. Mm. But the play that I have coming up is about bullying. And I'm basically going to implement children and young people. It's called Strike a Pose. And I don't know if I included that. But Strike a Pose is the one that I plan to probably be writing. I already started writing. But with so many projects. Projects, writing projects, is trying to get this bullying situation. Then my grandson came along, and that just <laughs> changed the whole household. You know, things. He's yes. four months old today, so oh, you know he's here. Him. This is my little poo poo. Here he is. Oh, he's too cute. That's too cute. So he was unexpectedly, um, born. You know, it's been a year when I found out, but he's here. So sometimes I have to, uh, and I don't mind so much, you know, I have to put my stuff aside to, you know, do certain things. But I have uh, several things on the plate that I am working on getting um out, getting out. That's wonderful. Well, we're ready to see it,
0: hear it, feel it, all of that good stuff. And how, and I, again, I don't want to discredit what you've been through to get to where you're at today. Uh So first I want to thank you for being a survivor, for not letting that hold you down, for being that strong woman that God led you to be, to be able to continue to speak life into people and into yourself. So with that being said, what would you tell someone who? is going through the struggle, who hasn't spoken their truth, who hasn't really faced uh, any of these things and, and is trying to get out, what would you tell them and what are what can they expect if they truly believe um, that they can get out?
1: write mm-hmm. the voices that are speaking to you, especially if they're negative. A lot of times we feel as though that we're not worthless, that we are worthless, sorry. Nobody is worthless. If you're living and if you're listening to me, you are. And you might say, well, I'm barely living. Well, so what? You're still living. There's a period of growth. It's a process. Sometimes we have to be patient with ourselves. Sometimes, if nobody else encourages us, we have to encourage ourselves. I had to fight sometimes, and I had to fight with the inner me. I even went to therapy, and there's nothing wrong with that. Go to therapy, talk to someone you trust. In my book, Surviving on Broken Pieces, which is my first published book and available on Amazon. I speak on a kit, a survival kit, and everyone has one. You have to search what your survival kit is, and that's whatever makes you feel better. And I don't mean drugs, because it don't have to be drugs. I have used to get high, but I'm so glad that it didn't burn up all of my sense, because I wouldn't be able to be in my right mind to do what's needed to be done now. Can't be selfish because a lot of times we get into these places and we're selfish. We're here for each other. Mm. We're here to speak life into someone who may be experiencing what we are experiencing. It's a process. There are four seasons and nobody can argue with that. Our life is also four seasons. So there's good, there's bad, and there's hot, and there's cold. We can't stay in the same place. We are evolving. And even though things don't look good, sometimes you have to close your eyes and keep walking. Sometimes you can't get stuck in a tunnel because there's always light at the end of the tunnel. Don't ever stop. Don't ever give up. Don't ever quit. If I had quit, I wouldn't be the person I am now. You don't know where you're going. You don't know who's going to be a person that you can speak life. And you may be able to say, oh, don't go that road. Don't go that road. Stay here. And you just don't know. But we don't know when we quit. We're not born to be quitters. We're, gore, we're born to win and to win on a big plateau. And it doesn't have anything to do, as far as I'm concerned, race or doesn't have to do with gender. It doesn't even have to do with religion. It has to do with the person that you were meant to be. And you got to keep moving forward, keep fighting keep fighting, keep fighting, keep fighting, keep
0: fighting. I love that. Thank you so much for that. And Joyce, when we, um, Linda, when we spoke um, the first time we we were in the Connected Leaders Academy, we've seen each other quite some times. We've heard each other speak. We were in mastermind uh, sessions together and, Um, When we decided to finally get our virtual coffee and we connected on such a level, I'm in awe of everything that you're doing, what you stand for, what you have been through and what you have endured and encountered and accomplished and defeated, especially defeated, to get to where you are at today. And I love that faith is what keeps you going what keeps your yeah. motor rolling yeah. what keeps yeah your just smile on your face and i know you've seen me on every single call that we've ever been on and i've mm-hmm. never dropped this smile ever i never will um do i not go through stuff absolutely i'm mm-hmm. human you know people take mm-hmm. me off things you know kind of you know try to break take it, off. Take
1: it off take your head off take your head off
0: yes but God is always there to say, Hey, yes. you know what? it's yes. an experience. It, it's something that has to happen is how we react to these crazy things that are around us. And that's really the challenge that we live with every day. How mm-hmm. are we responding? The way we're responding, is it going to Add value, or if it's just going to make a more of a mess than what it is. And we're all human; we all make mistakes. We all go through some stuff, but that doesn't define who we are or where we're going. We individually make that choice to say, "Hey, this is going to make me or break me," and I'm definitely not letting anything break me. You have not let anything break you and I love that so much how can people get connected with you moms that are listening that may have bullying issues or may want to partake in what you have going on there if people with just mental health just depression anxiety and they just need someone to talk to um and even you know how can they get a hold of some of your books uh how can they connect with you Linda
1: Well, I am on Facebook, and um, as L Y N D A J O I C E, you put that in, it'll pop up. Um, I'm over in all my own self of things that I have done that I just posted yesterday. My accomplishments, and there was so many I couldn't even put them all on, but you can see the things on Facebook that I that I have done and accomplished. Um, I also could be reached on Instagram, the number one lady underscore purple. And you will find a purple headed lady because this is purple um, on my profile. Also, if you wish to use my email to, you know, conversate through that, it's L-J-O-T-S at yahoo.com. Um, that is another way. I unfortunately right now, with the things that I, so many of the things that I'm dealing with, um, I lost my website, so I don't have a website right now. But that too shall pass. I'm going to have everything I need, every tool that I need to reach people that need to be reached. All of this is just temporal, and it's only a distraction as well. You have to be careful of this. Distractions, and you have to label them as distractions because sometimes we get mad and upset at people, and sometimes it ain't the people, but they're being used to distract you from your assignment.
0: Yes, absolutely. And websites, who cares? we want to speak directly to you anyway, because you have all the knowledge. The website is not personable. The website is not, you know, it's going to give you some nice little flashy stuff sometimes here and there, but we want you Linda. So oh. no, no, um, definitely have grace on yourself for that. There's, I, I don't even think people look at my website. I share it. I mean, I don't get any response, any connections. I had some feedback, oh, okay. Uh uh-huh. um, fine, but you know what? I want them to come to me straight to the source. I want to be that light in their day and them be the light in my day. So definitely connect with her. You have her email, all those handles will be listed in the description and her full bio and everything um, will be in the descriptions as well. It has been a phenomenal time chatting with you, Linda. Yes.
1: I forgot. Surviving on Broken Pieces is my memoir. I won two awards for them in Texas, and they can be uh, found on Amazon, Surviving on Broken Pieces. Pieces by Linda Joyce. The other book, Secrets, which I self-published myself, will be out in the next week. um I'm not quite sure where I'm going to place that at. Nikki going to help me. She don't know she going to help me, but she going to help me. You know, trying to place, what to put on it, <laughs> even if I have to deliver, which I have done. You know, if you're in Philadelphia, I will deliver. So those is the books. Uh, Secrets is uh, a two-part book, so it's sequel one, sequel two. So um, I just wanted to make sure that, you know, y'all knew where to, and please read it because so many people are getting help through the trials and tribulations I went through to turn out to be this beautiful woman who is now a model at 60 years old and plus.
0: Yes, absolutely. Definitely. You have to go on her page, friend her like right now and you can see all her amazing photos. I know I'm keeping track of them and she's doing her thing and she's just just a beautiful soul, just a real raw-hearted person. As you can tell, you've heard, you know, she has no, there's no secrets here. No. Not at all. I so
1: very transparent. My children say, mommy, why you gotta say all that? Well, uh, I'm so glad to say it. I'm yes, so to say yes. It, you know? We
0: have to talk about the things that others are not. Ready to talk about, and mm-hmm. I don't get that either. Um, I talk to my son that way directly like, there's no sugarcoating anything, this is what can and cannot happen if you do this or that. So, we have to definitely be aware because you know, don't let them fight it out on the streets yeah. and then it yeah. can be worse. But thank right. you so much, Linda, you were a joy to chat with, and you know, people are going to connect, people are going to listen to this, and I, I just see that you are going to change more thousands and
1: thousands of lives. Well, um, make sure you tell your audience to journal too, because oh, that's yes. very well, therapeutic. Well, I want to tell you, I've been journaling all my life, and it's very <laughs> therapeutic. And when I don't journal, something ain't right, because yes. I don't feel right when I don't, because you got to get that stuff out. Yes. And journaling is one thing to do. it was, I was molested. I was never, ever to tell the person, but I wrote... It out, and it helped me release. You think you'd be surprised how sometimes you write this stuff out, and you get it off of you. You yeah. get it off of you, and that's that, what matters. That's, that's the whole goal. Uh, yeah. Definitely,
0: sometimes you know people are not given that opportunity to forgive. Um, you know what has been done to them, and to forgive themselves for you know a, yeah, yes. not saying anything or not doing anything about it. Mm-hmm. But we all have a story. But again, it all leads to how you, right. Come well, out you know,
1: of- when you hold on to forgiveness, I mean, when you hold on to anger, it doesn't hurt the other person. It hurts you. Yeah. Some people are sick because they're holding on to stressful things. And forgiveness starts just by saying the process of that you want to forgive in the heart. It doesn't take it doesn't happen overnight. But forgiveness is more for you. People mm, don't know absolutely. that. I talk about it in my book too. Forgiveness yeah. is more for you. Why hold on to something for yeah. somebody that somebody did something and they don't even care that they did it. Mm-hmm. But you want to live and be happy. So let it go and move on.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely easier for some and harder for others. And they yes. just need the guidance and you know the tools to definitely separate themselves from That So thank you so much for sharing that too and shedding a light on that. And um, what I want, the main thing I want to say about that is, is you have to release to get better. Um, There's so many people that, you know, if, if you don't know how. Linda's who you need to call and I'm available and my community is available because we all have been through one thing or another, whether good or bad, successful. There's a community here, especially with Ladies of Leadership, which is launching really soon. We have a pre-launch on the 18th and I'm super excited about that because I just want to get women to start demanding their presence and, you know, finding and identifying, those things that are holding us back whatever that is breaking through from them no and change. just living our life again we have every day we have a new opportunity to change our story to yes. change our path yes. and you cannot um rob yourself from that or rob other people who are ready to bless you with right those uh, opportunities and those things, because there's people out there just waiting to hear your story, waiting for you to be present in front of them and genuinely want to help you and guide you any way that they can. So thank you again, Linda. Thank you all my listeners. You should, you know, have this on repeat, drop those gems down because that's what Linda was dropping today. Uh, definitely, um, a heart of gold and, Thank you again for listening to building a leadership mindset as always have a wonderful day and make it count.